1: Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Congressman Jim Jordan has taken to Twitter to talk about troubles facing voters as Democrats focus instead on January 6th. The Ohio Republican takes a moment to list problems facing American voters. He tweeted, housing prices up 5.5%, grocery prices up 11.9%, gas prices up 48.7%, no end in sight. Jordan and many of his GOP colleagues in the House say that House Democrats are more focused on trying to keep former President Trump from running for office again rather than addressing the pressing problems facing the American people. He's calling on voters to stand up for themselves and demand that Congress address the real issues facing them on a day-to-day basis. Bernie Bennett reporting. The nationwide average price for a gallon of regular gasoline is over five bucks now for the first time in U.S. history. 5.01 today. This is SRN News.
1: Brandon Tatum sees Biden struggling. A poll shows that 70% of this country... Uh, believes that we're on the wrong track. You know the Democrats obviously control most of DC. Got the presidency; they control the House and Senate right now. With that being said, Biden's overall approval rating is right around forty percent. The way people feel about our economy, he's at the, in the thirties. With the disapproval hitting sixty percent. The Officer Tatum Show, afternoons at five on AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Intelligent Radio.
3: Join us in welcoming Brandon Tatum to the AM twelve eighty, the Patriot family. Tune in weeknights from 5 to 8 p.m. for the Officer Tatum Show. He says words cannot describe what a blessing it is to be a part of the Salem family. My mission in life is to serve God with the gifts he has given me. Being the voice of and for the people is one of those gifts. The forecast for today, we're looking at a chance of thunderstorms with a high of 83 and a low of 66 for tonight. From the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot.
4: Portions of this program may have been
0: pre-recorded.
4: You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you can catch a live stream of the broadcast there. Well, I feel like I've been saying this uh, week in and week out, but my gosh, I could I could use a third hour uh, <laughs> today's program. Only a limited to two, so we're going to have to squeeze everything uh, in before three o'clock. But uh, we will uh, we'll be up for the task because I as I always like to say uh, that it's better to leave issues and topics on the table than to be struggling and hemming and hawing to try to think of something to say with a few segments uh, left. I've had that happen before in my radio career, particularly when I have guests on that I thought I could get two segments out of, but instead you can barely fill up one. Oh, boy, that's that's tortured. Not naming names. okay, doesn't matter. Uh, And it could also be because it was early in my radio career. It could have been my it could have been probably uh, my own fault. My own drawbacks as an early broadcaster. Who's to say? But I digress. Obviously, the big news story, well, you wouldn't know it by watching the mainstream media, but something that should have got a lot more coverage than it received was the uh, thwarted assassination attempt of a Supreme Court justice. I mean... Stuff like this, you, you you hear about, and you think of you think of movies. I mean, you think think of the Pelican Brief. If you've never seen the Pelican Brief, early '90s movie, Julia Roberts, Denzel Washington. Well, what the heck have you been doing for almost thirty years? So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Pelican Brief, based on the John Grisham novel, where two Supreme Court justices were assassinated, and, and a young college student played. Brilliantly by Julia Roberts decided she'd play amateur sleuth and maybe try to figure out why would they assassinate these two justices they also they almost have nothing in common, you know, as far as their legal decisions. Well, she dug deeper and found out they did have one particular decision in common, and she kind of touched a nerve with her brief, the Pelican brief, and it set off a firestorm and Thus, people were after her because she kind of figured it out. I say that because this was an absolute surreal story when I uh, read about it. This was from the Associated Press's initial uh, report on it. The Supreme Court said Wednesday that an armed man who made threats against Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested near the justice's house in Maryland. The man was arrested at about 1:50 a.m. Court spokeswoman Patricia McCabe said in an email. The California man, in his 20s, was armed with a gun and a knife, according to a law enforcement official. The man, whose identity has not been released, it has since been released, but I'm not going to give his name, uh, arrived in a taxi early in the morning and told law enforcement officers he wanted to kill Kavanaugh, the official said. The official was not authorized to publicly discuss details of the ongoing investigation and spoke to the Associated Press on condition of anonymity. The Washington Post initially reported the arrest, quoting sources who said the man was also carrying burglary tools. He told police he was upset by a leaked draft opinion suggesting the court is about to overrule Roe v. Wade, the court's landmark abortion case, the Post reported. He was also said to be upset over mass shootings, according to the newspaper. Because the Supreme Court is set, uh, they're also set to rule on a Second Amendment case. I believe it was uh, a, I believe it had to do with a case uh, originating with situation in New York. not overly familiar with that one, but um, nevertheless that that one is uh, said to be coming coming down the pike as well so I think the reasoning here is pretty obvious why Brett Kavanaugh would be targeted. I mean this this was something that people were bringing to the forefront. It's like, look, you can't keep up with the hysteria and the heated rhetoric in this environment because we've seen what it could lead to. I want to take you back to early 2011. I bring this situation up a lot, but it was January 2011. When then Arizona Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords, she was holding a uh, a thing she liked to call Congress on your corner, where she said, hey, folks, uh, I'm going to be at this particular coffee shop, grocery store, whatever. If You want to stop by for a little coffee, discuss some of the salient issues, I'll be available. And she put this out via Twitter. Well, that afternoon, some crazed gunmen decided to open fire on this crowd and killed some people, including a a young child. And I remember this was the most heart-wrenching. One of the young girls that was killed was actually born on September 11th, 2001. Okay? So think of the awful bookends to this young girl's life. She was born on September 11th, 2001. Her parents, of course, were rejoicing that she was born, of course, despite being the horrific day of the 9-11 terror attacks, and then ends up dying at the hands of a crazed gunman. And Gabrielle Giffords was mortally wounded. Now, she almost didn't make it, but thank God she did. She survived. And I bring all this up to say, you know, what could have possibly motivated this gunman? And people began to think, well, you know, Gabrielle Giffords, Democrat congresswoman, maybe it was someone who didn't like her policies, whatever. And they were looking around, and what they found was Sarah Palin's political action committee website and on the website was a map of congressional districts and around gabby gifford's congressional district there was a crosshair symbol indicating this is one of the congressional districts democrat congressional districts that sarah's political action committee is targeting to flip from democrat to republican well people ran with that say oh there it is Sarah Palin kind of stoking the fire a little bit, putting a crosshair symbol around Gabrielle Gifford's congressional district. And that's what set this guy off. And the media ran with it. Uh, Twitter, which is a perpetual dumpster fire, ran with it. I get it. Twitter's not reflective of real life. I get all that. But nevertheless, they ran with it. Media outlets ran with it. Sarah Palin's fault. Well, once they captured the shooter and did an evaluation, they realized that the guy was... Surprise! A little nutty. And was largely apolitical. If anything, he was left of center, but largely apolitical. And yet, you still had Sarah Palin getting the blame for this, and you still had CNN doing this classic symbolism over substance where they were going to stop using the word crosshairs as, you know, an analogy. You know, hey, uh, they... uh, this uh, political race, uh, this Republican candidate has such and such solely in his crosshairs for defeat this November. They were going to try to—I I still remember, I think it was John King, a uh, CNN guy, who uh, during some segment somebody used crosshairs as an analogy, and he came back and says, well, we're trying to stay away from that war. We're trying to stay from that war. We apologize. It's like, come on! Any rational thinking human being isn't going to take that and run with it. Stop it. It's stupid. You're making yourselves look like complete idiots. Because, look, at the end of the day, leftists can't live up to the standard they set for others. They just can't. And I bring this up because they were basically encouraging protests outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. Because, of course, this was in lines with the Dobbs memo that was leaked. Uh, Apparently, it was a majority opinion issued by Sam Alito. It was leaked by someone. They're still investigating who the leaker is and if it if it's determined that it's a law clerk, that person minimum needs to be disbarred if it turns out it was one of the dissenting justices, then that justice needs to be impeached okay but an investigation's being done and so therefore the fever the fever pitch the reaction ratcheted up and a group called Ruth sent us doxed these Supreme Court justices basically put out a their addresses online. People accessed them and started protesting outside the homes of, well, the conservative justices who would likely vote to overturn Roe v. Wade, specifically specifically Justices Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, Samuel Leto, who, of course, wrote the majority opinion, and uh, Clarence Thomas. And... The then-press secretary, Jen Psaki, was asked about this. We'll have some sound clips in the uh, second segment. But, uh, yeah, it just is—the bottom line is that if you are willing to say that rhetoric inflames people and causes them to commit mass mass murder or attempted murder, i.e. the congressional baseball field shooting—remember that one? where a Bernie bro, crazed Bernie bro, shot at congressional Republicans before he himself was killed. And a lot, of, and you could easily point to the fact, well, Bernie Sanders was saying people were going to die if Republicans passed their health care plan. So this crazed lunatic gets in his mind, well, I'll take out some Republican congressmen so they can't pass it. Now, I don't hold Bernie Sanders accountable for that. All right? Was it irresponsible? Sure. But I don't say that He should be responsible for the whims of a madman. But yet the left, if they're to be consistent, (laughs) I slay me, I slay me. But if the left is to be consistent, they need to hold Bernie Sanders' feet to the fire. Well, we know that that's not going to happen. Uh, We only have a minute or two left in this segment. Let's go to Mark's call. He's on line one. Mark in St. Louis Park. Mark, always good to hear from you, sir. How are you?
0: Brad, thanks again for taking my call. And I just have a, a couple of things here. At uh, U.S. Code, I can't remember. I, I think it was 18507 about uh, protesting in front of judges' houses. 1507, yep. Viola-
4: Got in front of me, yeah, yep.
0: Clearly a violation, number one. Number two, Chuck Schumer threatening Kavanaugh. Number three, New York Times bearing the story. Number four, House Dems not taking up the Skoda security bill. Number five, President hasn't spoken out against it. Yep. Number six, the doxing. What more evidence do we need that leftists they want another justice, no matter what, no matter what it takes? I just gave you six examples right there. Yeah. So it's clearly, it's clearly we know what's going on. They would love to have another justice before uh, Biden
4: his terms over. Yeah. And I'll
3: you know listen to your opinion.
4: Yeah, thanks, Mark. Yeah, these, those are all rhetorical questions. I mean, you know, you ask all very solid, salient questions, made salient points. Are all rhetorical questions? I mean, yeah, we know the answer to them. The reason they're not speaking out, they can't say the reason out loud. Okay, but if it's that's how tribalistic we we've become in this country, on both sides. I'm not excusing the right from this at all. It's how, and I don't want any part of it. It's how tribalistic we've become. Where is if our side does it, we're able to somehow justify it. But if the other side does it, okay, there needs to be hell to pay. There, 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 there's just no intellectual consistency. But this, this, I'm sorry, this is the most egregious example. Someone who has openly admitted what his intentions were to murder a Supreme Court justice and how eerily quiet the media has been on it. it it's, it's despicable. And again, we don't need to, I hate to play the what if game, but I'll play it. Suppose when Ruth Gator Ginsburg was alive and she was part of a majority opinion, uh, in a gun control case, where she said, "Yeah, the, this state can go ahead and act uh, and enact these gun regulations," therefore undermining people's gun rights, and a pro second and, and a professed pro second amendment person showed up outside her house and was going to take her out. Was there, is there any? They would have delayed airing the January sixth committee hearings or something of that magnitude. If it were just if it were then Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, no doubt about it so that's where at the end of the day people can think what they want to think, but we need an honest media in this country and we don't have it and it's a great disservice to our democracy so yes Washington Post democracy does indeed die in darkness and your parser and you your outlet among many others are to blame for that six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. Yeah, I'll be back with some sound clips, including the Schumer clip, which Mark alluded to in mere moments. Go nowhere.
6: the night
7: slowly closes in. And I feel so
1: lonely. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app
4: hello this is joe cordell
0: cordell and cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively we focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength
4: and effectiveness
0: as advocates for clients that have everything on the line their homes retirement savings and most importantly their children we're the partner our clients count on if we can be of help to you give us a call Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Twin Cities Attorneys, a partner men can count on. CordellCordell.com.
6: Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff.
7: Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale.
6: We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values.
7: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family.
6: I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life.
7: Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults.
1: Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's
8: TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
4: I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message
2: presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
0: Double can be great, like a double rainbow or a double stuffed Oreo. But a bill from a contractor at double the quote, not so much. Early Bird Electric is the electrician you can trust. Jobs done right, on time, always with upfront pricing, so there are no surprises. Surprised? Check out Early Bird Electric's Google reviews and you'll understand. 612, The Bird. Mention AM 1280 The Patriot and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. Early Bird, Minnesota's trusted electrical expert. 612, The Bird. The right to the people to keep and bear arms Shall not be infringed BearingArms.com Covers Second Amendment issues Self-defense, the latest gear, and more That's BearingArms.com Welcome
1: back AM
4: 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. I'm waving to the camera right now. Uh, Gary from War Road always checks in to say hello. Hello back, Gary. Thanks, as always, for uh, viewing. And uh, feel free to leave a comment or question there at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page on the live stream of today's broadcast. Uh, by the way, the section Mark alluded to, uh, eighteen U- uh, paragraph 18 U.S. Code 1507, referring to picketing or parading whoever with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty, pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States or in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer, or with such intent uses any sound truck or similar device or resorts to any other demonstration in or near any such building or residence shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not much more than one year or both. I mean, it pretty much spells it out. These people that are protesting outside the justices' homes are literally, literally breaking the law, and nothing has been done to break these up. I mean, yeah, they—they thankfully, there were a couple of federal marshals outside uh, Brett Kavanaugh's home, and when this attempt, uh, when this attempted murderer approached Kavanaugh's neighborhood, he saw them and that deterred him and knew he wasn't going to be able to get there and. Ultimately called nine one one. I guess the nine one one call is pretty chilling. I haven't had a chance to check it out or the transcript of it, but one understands pretty chilling what the things this person was saying. So, yeah. But yet that evening, after this report came out Wednesday morning, that evening that Ruth sent us group still was saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're still nothing, nothing's changed. We're still going to show up outside of Kavanaugh's home." Remember, remember when the president when he was inaugurated on January twentieth, twenty twenty one, says, "Okay." All right, we're, we need to take temperature down now. We need to take the temperature down. Well what he meant was is that those who were decrying his election or did not support his election, they need to take the temperature down. His side can continue to ramp up because every side every issue his side engages in is apparently a righteous cause. So talking about rhetoric, this has been this statute has been known, brought forth. And the worthless Merrick Garland, or the U.S. Attorney General, who, thank God, he never got a seat on the Supreme Court. Thank God the Republicans, if nothing else, yeoman's work in denying that buffoon seat on the Supreme Court when he was nominated by then-President Obama in 2016. Uh, you know, Basically, he's been sitting on his hands. And let's go to—let's go—how about with—where's uh, my soundbite here? Cut number two. Uh, Jen Psaki, who is now the former press secretary, but back when she was press secretary, was asked specifically about protesting outside Supreme Court justices' homes.
8: I do want to ask as well, I mean, the Department of Justice was very swift in responding to school board members who felt like they were being harassed and intimidated um, a couple months back. Does the president feel that the demonstrations outside of, say, Justice Alito's home um, are those attempts to interfere
7: Can't or get intimidate? Him to make? Well, I think I said yesterday, but I'm happy to repeat because I think it's important for everybody to hear that the president's long standing view has been that violence, threats, and imita- intimidation of any kind have no place in political discourse. But he hasn't said anything about it. And we believe, of course, in peaceful protests. What I do find is interesting, um, and I think most many people have noted, is that there are voices on the right who have called out. Um, this, uh, protests that are happening uh, while remaining silent for years on protests that have happened outside of the homes of school board members, the Michigan Secretary of State, or including threats made to women seeking reproductive health care or even an insurrection against our Capitol. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, I guess protests yeah, that yeah. have been peaceful to date, but they're illegal, continue to encourage that outside of judges homes. And that's the president's position. But the stop silence right there. is pretty deafening. About OK, all so of
4: the other stop right there. Stop right there. You, you did you catch that part where she says, you know, we continue to encourage peaceful protests outside the justices homes. So she's encouraging it for them to gather outside of their homes. It doesn't matter if they're peaceful. It's against the law. What 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 is there to what more is there? There's no nuance to this. And she does this whole whataboutism, you know, ah, uh, protesting outside of uh outside of the uh school board members' homes and the Michigan Secretary of State's homes. Yeah. All of that is condemnable. Why not just say, look, we condemn protests outside of any homes. Anybody's homes for any reason. How about that? Technically. If you're like in the street, outside some homes, which can be construed as city property, that's one thing. But as far as judges' homes, judges, jurors, witnesses to uh, adjudicated cases, it says specifically in the federal code that is illegal, right then and there. But again, I don't advocate protesting outside of anybody's homes. If you, even if you're in the street, which is public property, and it's outside a legislator's homes, knock it off. Okay. That's where they are with their families. Their families don't deserve any of this. Their families didn't ask to be part of this. And their families live there, obviously. So uh, this is from Chuck Schumer. Let's go to cut number one. Chuck Schumer, uh, Mark alluded to this in the first segment. He was speaking at a pro-abortion rally in March of 2020. And uh, obviously, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch were the uh, Trump-appointed justices And there was strong discussion about if Roe v. Wade came before the court, how they would rule. And Chuck Schumer at a pro-abortion rally in front of the Supreme Court building turned around and pointed the Supreme Court building and had some pointed words for Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Cut number one. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch,
6: I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price.
2: You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions.
4: You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. What is that what what else could you possibly construe from that? These aren't elected officials. It'd be one thing if they're elected officials, then you could easily ascertain, oh, well, he's talking about uh, whoever's going to take them on in their re-election bid to try to defeat them, of course. Except justices have lifetime appointments. They can't be removed from the court unless they retire or die. Now, if it's found out a justice did something unethical like, oh, I don't know, leaking a decision, they could be impeached, certainly. But short of that, it's either retirement or death. Well, Justice Gorsuch or Kavanaugh are in their 50s. They sure as heck ain't retiring. So what are we supposed to get from this? If rhetoric really equals incitement, if speech is violence, which the standard the left has had for over a decade, and it was only heightened during the Gabrielle Giffords assassination attempt back in early 2011, if rhetoric and speech is really violence— How does Chuck Schumer get a pass here? No shot a Republican leader would get away with that. Zero shot. Now, Schumer, to his credit, the next day said, I shouldn't use that choice of words. And, and of course, Vox came out with their Vox explainer. Wow, this is what he really meant. Well, no, it isn't. Because these justices aren't going anywhere unless they voluntarily step down. So what whirlwind... Was he insinuating they're going to reap? So, again, if speech is violence, rhetoric leads to violence, Chuck Schumer is responsible for this assassination attempt, which I don't agree with. It's crazy. But, again, it's a standard the left sets, which, once again, they can't live up to the standards they set for other people. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Can you consider me?
6: Are you over 65 or turning 65? Whether you're new to Medicare or already have a plan, important changes in Medicare take place every year that most Americans miss. Get your Medicare maximized with Chapter, a free service that makes sure you have the right plan now and continued concierge service whenever you need a change. At Chapter, we instantly compare thousands of plans from the most trusted insurers to find our members the best and most affordable plans for them. The right Medicare coverage for you including plans to cover gaps in Medicare Part A and Part B. Important benefits like vision, dental, and prescription coverage that could save you thousands of dollars each year. Maximize your Medicare with Chapter. Rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. The service is free, so call and speak with an advisor. Let us help your next chapter be the best one yet. Call 800-586-9222. 800-586-9222. 800-586-9222
1: the Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning. If you're a veteran, current service member, or a first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. If you're interested, please call us today, and we'll book a time for you to visit our studios. The number is 651-289-4410. That's 651-289-4410. Then join us for the pledge each weekday morning at 730.
8: Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world
5: one life at a time.
8: Uh, okay, the improvement. Well, we're old. I'm 79 and my husband's 84. But we just feel like we can do things without getting as tired because um, we were getting really tired. We've both had serious surgeries in the past, not too long ago. And we were just really depleted and we're very active people. And uh, we just feel uh, a lot better, a lot sharper, uh, I, I just in general, a lot better. I wish I'd have known about this product 20 years ago because I wasted a lot of time. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call one 800 246 or go to balanceofnature.com to place your order. Shipping is always free, and don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code Balance.
4: Press. Hey, welcome back. I am 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488, that's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And we do have a uh, comment section, comment thread, what have you, uh, on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network when you go to Facebook.com, where we do have our live stream up and running, so you can watch the broadcast as well as weigh in, interact, however you like. And regardless, we do appreciate you uh, tuning in. Again, 651-289-4488, that is the number to call do want to shift gears here a little bit? The uh, leftist gun grabbing efforts, both at the national and local levels, are continuing in earnest. Uh, look, this is no different than previous spree killings, where uh, Democrats, well, number one, they're showing where they're woefully ignorant and ill informed on firearms it's like if you are going to uh, legislate certain areas don't you think you should have at least a minimal working knowledge in some of these areas and about firearms they, they don't have any concept it's embarrassing and if you are going to meddle in something as constitutional rights it's not just second amendment rights Okay, when you're talking about expanding background checks and red flag laws, all of a sudden you're getting to, into Fourth and Fifth Amendment issues as well. You know, I mean, we need to look look back. I, I think of this often. Six years ago, the Pulse nightclub shooting. Remember the uh, the gay nightclub down in Orlando, Florida? It was, In fact, it was June of 2016. It was almost six uh, six years exactly six years ago today, that uh, – A crazed gunman went in there and killed, I think, 50 people. Fifty more were wounded. And uh, the one thing that Democrats were proposing is that anybody who was on a terrorist watch list should be denied purchasing a firearm. Well, first of all, some people who wind up on these terrorist watch lists, it's a very arbitrary list. They have no idea how they wound up on that list. They have no idea they're even on that list. And all of a sudden... You're telling them, even though they haven't been charged with the crime, much less convicted of a crime, you're telling us that you're going to deny them their Second Amendment rights because they wind up on some arbitrary watch list? How is that remotely constitutional? And so when I say that now legislation that's being proposed, they're talking about quote unquote expanding background checks and never say specifically what that entails, because you have to pass a background check to purchase a firearm. You do. And guess what? If there's something in your background that comes up, the FFLs won't sell you a firearm. Okay? So this idea that uh, then-President Barack Obama, that was one of his chanting points, it's easier to buy a book these days, or excuse me, it's easier to purchase a firearm or find a firearm to purchase than it is to buy a book, which is stupid, idiotic, moronic, and flat-out wrong. But sounds, a good, sounds like a good chanting point, so they run with it because they can pound that narrative to try to ban guns, specifically AR-15s. And and in a lot of these spree killings, AR-15s seem to be the weapon of choice. But if you look at gun homicides overall, it's a very small percentage because what you saw, what, what happened in Uvalde, Texas on May 24th is what happens in major crime-ridden cities like Chicago every weekend. And a lot of those aren't committed with AR-15s. So I bring all this up to say, uh, let's. Uh, let, why don't we queue up cut number eight, Matthew McConaughey, actor, good actor, like Matthew McConaughey. Uh, apparently the White House decided to prop him up because he's a Uvalde, Texas native and he's a big name. And they want to use him to try to bring us together to pass some sort of, you know, they always say common sense gun control laws or common sense gun measures or however they put it. And they never are specific about that until they propose the legislation. And because they call it the Protect Our Children Act, well, how could you be against protecting children? You know, so then they can throw anything in that bill as long as they title it right, because then they can use that as a campaign ad. Well, so-and-so was against the Protect Your Children Act. This is about uh, Matthew McConaughey's speech was about a half hour long in the White House press briefing room. Obviously, I'm not going to go through the whole 30 minutes. I found one two-minute clip that uh, uh, that will suffice. I'll just say this about Matthew McConaughey's speech. It was very thoughtful. It was very well stated. I mean, the guy's an actor, okay? I mean, he can he can state a speech very, very well. But these were his words. And he's obviously very passionate about this because he's a Uvalde, Texas native. So I understand that. I, I, don't, I, I do not suggest at all that he's using his phenomenal actor skills to gin up sympathy. Not at all. I, I, I firmly believe he's very moved by this. And his wife was with him, and his wife was holding a pair of shoes that were being worn by one of the shooting victims. How can that not tug at your heartstrings? But at the end of the day, how does this how does this make Matthew McConaughey a a more credible voice on how to handle gun violence and and what gun laws to pass than any other regular citizen? How does this give him more credibility because he's a good actor because he's from Uvalde, Texas? Again, the fact he's from Uvalde, Texas, means that he's much closer to this and he's more deeply moved by this on an emotional level. But how does that give him any credibility to advocate for certain gun laws that we should take Matthew McConaughey's word that, yeah, these gun laws that Matthew McConaughey suggests should be passed because, well, he's from Uvalde, Texas, and he's an actor. That doesn't make any sense. But anyways, I'll uh, come back with some comments on this. I'll play it. It's a little over two minutes. Uh, Actor Matthew McConaughey this past week in the White House Press Briefing Group.
5: My uh, uh, wife and I, uh, my wife and I, Camilla, we spent most of last week on the ground with the families in Uvalde, Texas. We shared stories, tears, and memories. The uh, the common thread, independent of the anger and the confusion and the sadness, it, it was the same. How can these families continue to honor these deaths by keeping the dreams of these children and teachers alive? Again, how can a loss of these lives matter? I'm here today in the hopes of applying what energy, reason, and passion that I have into trying to turn this moment into a reality because, as I said, this moment is different. We are in a window of opportunity right now that we have not been in before, a window where it seems like real change. Real change can happen. We need responsible gun ownership responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. We already have them. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. Unconstitutional. We need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. These are reasonable, practical, tactical regulations to our nation, states, communities, schools, and homes. Responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked Amen. by some deranged individuals. These regulations are not a step back. They're a step forward for a civil society and and the Second Amendment. Look, is this a cure-all? Hell no. Not even close, actually. But people are hurting. Families are. Parents are. And look, it's, it's, it's as divided as our country is, this gun responsibility issue is one that we agree on more than we don't. It really is.
4: Okay, so I, I appreciate how he, Matthew McConaughey came out and he wasn't trying to demonize either side, whether it's the gun grabber crowd or the Arden Second Amendment crowd. He wasn't there to demonize any one group so i he has my utmost respect for that but i have to respectfully disagree the common chanting point for the gun grabbers is raise the age of 21 to own a semi-automatic rifle ar-15 if you are a legal adult and could be sent to fight on behalf of our country with much more dangerous weapons than an ar-15 that that just doesn't compute. If you are a legal adult, how do you deprive someone of a constitutional right, the right to keep and bear arms? How do you do that? And there there's too much intellectual consistency here. And and you know Amy Klobuchar I thought she made a great point. You know the VAP Amy Klobuchar. Well, imagine some of this uh, this uh, young person they 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 uh, they can't buy a beer at age 18, but they can own a gun. What sense does that make? Amen. man, let's lower the drinking age to age 18. They're an adult. If we're, going to, if we're going to legally define an adult as age 18, then why shouldn't they have all of the legal rights and responsibilities of an adult? And if they abuse them, there are consequences. And yet, a lot of these same people who are insisting we need to raise the age to age 21 to buy an AR-15, a lot of these people are saying we need to lower the voting age to age 16. Because they think that the current generation, Gen Z, high school students are leftists. So they want to gin up more voters. They don't use any logic behind it. They just say, let's lower the voting age age 16. And oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you should be able to get an abortion at age 15 without telling your parents. And age 13, if you want to use puberty blockers uh, because you're unsure uh, about, your, uh, uh, about your biological sex, well, that, that, that's perfectly okay, too. There's no intellectual consistency to the left on this issue, none whatsoever. And when they talk about background checks, as I mentioned, there's already background checks to purchase a firearm. But when they talk about expanded background checks, what does that mean? What else are they wanting to include in these background checks? You know, again, I talked about that proposal six years ago that uh, Elizabeth Foccahontas Warren and uh, Senator Chris Murphy out of Connecticut talked about uh, They anybody that's on one of those arbitrary watch lists, like a terrorist watch list, shouldn't buy a gun. And, of course constitutionalists are like, wait a minute, you're going to deprive someone of constitutional right that has not been charged with a crime, much less convicted of a crime? So what do these people do? Oh, there you go. Look at that. Republicans want to sell guns to ISIS, apparently. You can't reason with people like this. So uh, I did appreciate what he said about red flag laws. I disagree with red flag laws because, again, it's raising a red flag on someone's behavior. If they haven't been charged with a crime or convicted with them, you're going to deprive them of a constitutional right. But if red flag laws are in place, there have been leftists who have come out and said they're going to weaponize them. They're going to basically swat somebody, so to speak, and say, hey, I heard this guy uh, over here is has uh, beaten his wife, and bring him up on sup- uh, suspicion of uh, domestic abuse, or you know, uh, a spouse could use that against their spouse. Say, so-and-so has been uh, engaging in domestic abuse. It may not be true, but yet that person is tarred with that. And even though it's a falsehood, they're deprived of their constitutional rights. And what I appreciate about Matthew McConaughey, he said, look, if people are going to use red flag laws as a weapon, okay, to try to deprive someone of buying a gun, yeah, we should go after them for that abuse. So while I respect that end of it, that's a lot of things that leftists who advocate for red flag laws never talk about. Um, Still against them, though. Still against them, there's just uh, way way too, much, uh, way too much potential abuse that could fall through the cracks. So I've got a few more sound bites I don't want to get to, so why don't we take a break right now. I want to get to those this final segment this hour. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio or Facebook page, so check it out there as well. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere.
1: Win your dad a free full hunt family membership for Father's Day from the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club. It's a full year of live upland hunting privileges, access to outdoor shooting ranges, plus eight free Sunday brunches, ten free birds, two free rounds of sporting plays, and lunch at the Five Star Triggers Restaurant. No boring ties or baseball caps this Father's Day. Win dad a full year hunt membership from the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club at am1280thepatriot.com.
9: Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach, including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies and the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com.
7: Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Schedule a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. That's K-E-E-G-A-N lawoffice.com.
4: Hey, welcome back. AM 128 of the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, they do say that about me, honestly. Hey, 651 289 4488. That's the number to call. It's me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Only have about five minutes left in this segment, so I want to get to my final few uh, sound clips here. Uh, the gun-grabbing efforts are uh, ramping up in earnest, not just at the national level, but at the local level, too. Uh, Ron Latz, who—Minnesota who, uh, who uh, Minnesota State Senator Ron Latts out of St. Louis Park, who—I uh, don't know if he's mentioned in the last five minutes—went to Harvard. I thought I would uh, give you the courtesy of letting you know that. Uh, Ron Latz and uh, his uh, fellow Democrats uh, got up to speak at a press conference on gun control this past week. Uh, Pretty damning, pretty revealing by what these people are saying. Uh, Ron Latz, uh, we'll start with cut number four. Again, Minnesota State Senator Ron Latz on uh, gun uh, gun owners, kind of concerned about the expanding of background checks in violation of their civil liberties. And
1: what we also know is that the opponents of background check bills and the red flag bill, if they're so concerned about these bills infringing on their rights then they are exactly the ones that we need to be concerned about.
4: Law-abiding citizens who pass background checks to purchase a firearm, they're the ones we should be concerned about, so says Senator Latz, who went to Harvard. Seriously? Because we don't want our privacy violated, civil liberties violated, that means we have something to hide? Is he really is he really going with that? Honest to God. Uh, Melissa Lopez Franzen, who is the Senate minority leader, uh actually, ironically enough, her and Senator Latz, uh who went to Harvard, were redistricted into the same Senate district this uh past round of redistricting. So she's not seeking reelection said ceding to Ron Latz to run in that uh new Senate district, whatever that is. Uh, Melissa Lopez Franzen specifically referred to an excerpt on the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus website, a Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, of which I am a very proud member. So this is about 40 seconds long. Cut number five, Senator Melissa Lopez-Franzen.
7: Because I'm using the the other side's words. um, If you go to the Gun Owners Caucus... Um, on their website, they have um, stop all gun control as one of their priorities. Yep. Um, and that means all. Yep. Um, we'll never compromise on your Second Amendment rights. Our right. organization is opposed to all legislation and actions that infringe upon the rights of law abiding gun owners. Yep. Our Second Amendment Sanctuary Counties program helps citizens draw a hard line against gun control efforts across the state. Yep. The, no right is absolute in incorrect. this case, especially when it comes to the life of law-abiding citizens who want to leave, live in peace and free from violence,
4: especially when it comes to our schools. Do you know how I like to live in peace, free from violence? By exercising my Second Amendment rights. So do a lot of gun owners. That's why they purchase firearms, because they want to live in peace, free from violence, knowing that if, God forbid, their family is ever under attack or their lives are threatened, they have wherewithal. Now, I again, I've said before, I understand and respect 100% people who do not want to be armed, who do not want to have firearms. I respect that 100%. But don't deprive me and others of our rights because that's how we choose to exercise our rights. You see, this, this is the same facile argument that was put forth by that uh, uh, Congressman Cicely, not a, uh Where is he from? Rhode Island, I think. Rhode Island, Delaware, somewhere out in the East Coast. I played that sound clip last week, where he said, "You know, didn't have a constitutional rights. The the children they got shot dead. They have a constitutional right to live. So spare me the BS about your constitutional rights." Which again, depriving people of their constitutional rights because others lost their rights is not a very compelling argument. I got to be perfectly honest with you. So uh, again, this just underscores uh, they're giving up the game, what they're doing here, these uh, senators. So uh, I want to wrap this segment up. Uh, The View. Panelists, particularly Joy Behar, uh, is is as vapid as they come. Particularly Joy Bihar is a shrill, vapid hag. Okay, that's not a revelation. This isn't exactly a new development. But uh, Lindsey Granger, who was the conservative on the panel this past week, she was talking about the demographics who own guns. These aren't just a bunch of white supremacists you know, who live in the backwoods and still fly the Confederate flag as they're caricatured, okay? Lindsey Granger was in the process of explaining who actually owns these guns, and Joy Bihar, uh, before they went to a break, decided to uh, uh, insert her own slander. So let, that would be... Cut number... Jacob's got it. Cut number three, go. Most AR-15 owners are former military, okay. 35 plus. Let me say one more.
9: Thing. So that's all I'm saying
4: okay. is that they're yeah. not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's
9: the thing: once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me.
4: And of course, the barking, clapping seals in the audience just applaud right along to that. Just it, call it what it is: slander. It's it's what it is. The fact of the matter is, and this is from uh, let me cite my source here. Unlike uh, Joy Bihar, who doesn't cite her sources, uh, yeah, this data from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. So this is where this data comes from. Black America and, and Washington Times cited their study. This is from a post earlier this year. Black Americans are a big reason behind the surge in purchasing firearms, where fit, there has been a black gun ownership through the first six months of 2020 was up 58%. 58%, the largest of any demographic group, 58%. So while black gun ownership has increased, we're the only ones that are calling gun control for gun control, progressives. Why are leftists so hell-bent on, deb- on denying black people their civil liberties? Answer that question, Joy Bihar. I number in the books, hour number two, coming back in mere moments, AM 1280, The Patriot. Is your air conditioner struggling to keep you cool? Standard
8: Heating and Air Conditioning wants to remind you that summer is here. Don't wait to replace it and be stuck with no A.C. on one of the hottest days of the year. It is time to take advantage of two smoking standard heating offers that won't make you overheat. Instant savings of $850 on an air conditioner or ductless system. Keep cool all summer long with financing options of payments as low as $65 per month. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving the Twin Cities community, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these specials and keep cool all summer long with more money in your pockets. Call and schedule your free estimate today. These offers are good until June 30th. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot standardheating.com.
3: Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes. As Patriot listeners know, scheduling a short meeting with me is the easiest way to receive installed bids from multiple contractors on siding, roofing, and windows. Many people ask, how can My Three Quotes help with storm damage, especially when most contractors don't even want to give quotes on insurance work? Well, I use the same free competitive bid process, whether it's storm damage or not. Many times, the quotes I provide will be less than the insurance settlement. But if the insurance company comes out too low, I can easily get them to adjust with the three quotes from well-respected local contractors. Also, I know my windows. Many storm-chasing companies skip over window damage because they just want the quick turnaround of roofing or siding. Let me inspect your windows and handle everything with insurance. You could end up enjoying brand new windows at no cost. Set up an appointment or contact me with any questions at getmythreequotes.com. That's the number three,
8: Help the Helpless, a Minneapolis St. Paul nonprofit organization chaired by Father Altier and volunteers, is humbly asking for your kind support to help the poor and handicapped children in India and Ecuador. Through financial support from Help the Helpless benefactors, the children are provided with clothing, food, education, shelter, and teachings of the Catholic Church. The mission is to help children thrive and become self sufficient young adults, leading productive lives. They're also providing aid to poor families in Ecuador with food baskets, medicines, medical assistance, and help with funeral needs for the deceased. The work in India is being done by St. Mary's Father Antony's organization. In Ecuador, the work is being done by the servant sisters of the home of the mother. To learn more, go to helpthehelpless.org. You'll be able to see the children and families that are in need of your help. You may also call 877-762-8857. The website again is helpthehelpless.org. That's helpthehelpless.org. Thank you, and may God bless you.
0: AM twelve.